0: everyone, welcome to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, as always, Shane Told. So nice to have you as, well, shit's gotten pretty real out there. Uh, If it wasn't real before, it certainly is real now. I hope everybody is staying safe and all that stuff. I don't even really know what to say about it. You know, um, it's hard. It's hard to know what to say as a white heterosexual male from Canada. Um, obviously, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything, but people sometimes want to know what I think. So I'll do my best to tell you, I guess. And what I think is that this is a long time coming. This most recent injustice, and the murder of George Floyd has brought it to the forefront, where it should have never left, and now this is what is happening. And it's a lot for people to take in, but what I really think people need to be aware of, especially if they are people like me, people of privilege, that is that Pointing out that there is violence, pointing out that not all cops are bad, pointing out that looting is bad, all those things that you might be pointing out, I'm not saying they're not true, but we need to think about the whole reason why this started in the first place. And really, that is what the focus should be on. And yes, there are bad things happening as a result. The police also, though, I mean, they're doing police brutality at the police brutality protest. So, you know, it's pretty mind-blowing that this is all happening. But regardless, those are my thoughts on it. I know everybody has their own thoughts. I know there are people listening to this that don't agree with me, and that's totally fine. But for me to come on here and talk about how we have a great episode with Kaiza, and we do, and she is badass, man, and i really, really so glad that you're here listening to that, but for me to come on and talk about that and not even mention what's going on right now, the fact that yesterday was basically all of social media was blacked out for this cause, for this purpose, including my social media, it would be not right, right? So I need to talk about this, and I need to give you some thoughts, so You know, there are the people that want to chime in, they want to say things like all lives matter, and it's painful at this point that I need to even address this, but I do need to address this, I feel, because it creeps up on my own personal social media when I make a statement. And what I think people need to understand, and I know most of you understand this by now, is that Basically saying that and saying that all lives matter is saying that we all have the same chance of being murdered on the street like George Floyd did. And that is simply not the case. Racial injustice is real. It happens a lot. It happens all the time. And the reason that this has happened in such large numbers now is is because someone was there filming a video of it and it went viral and pretty much everyone in America, at least, has seen this video. And they're outraged. And that is what is happening. So leave those comments, leave these technical terms that aren't technical terms anymore. All Lives Matter doesn't mean that anymore. You have to remember that those words carry a lot more weight than just the definition of those words. Anyway... That's all I'm going to say about that, but I am so glad that you are here, you are tuning in, and you are checking out another episode of this podcast this week with Kaiza. and you probably know her best from her song that goes, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, I love it so much. It was so in my head. It was deep deep, deep in there. So when I had a chance to talk to her, I took it immediately. Not just because she's a great musician and a great singer and badass, but because she has been through some crazy stuff. We talk all about her story, her accident that put her on the sidelines for quite some time. We talk all about that in this episode. So sit back and get ready for a great episode before we get into that, I want to remind you guys, you can always get in touch with me. Feel free. My email address is leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read them all. I write back to most of them. Also, be sure to add me on social media, at syndrome on Instagram and at s y n on Twitter. Just search for it. It'll come up. And my handle is at Shane Told on pretty much everything as well. So check that out. Uh, what else? News with Silverstein. We just did this pretty cool thing last week called Quarantine, where we filmed ourselves in our own homes, recording uh, our music live. We put it all together in this video that came out pretty cool. Um, not it was it wasn't really us. We just kind of sat around filming our everyday activities and and you know jamming ourselves, but. Shout out to Sam Guyana for mixing the sound and doing an amazing job, and our boy Wyatt Clough for killing it with all the video stuff. So go check out Quarrenstein. Go over to live.silversteinmusic.com. It's up there, and it's pretty glorious. So it'll be a good time. It'll take half an hour out of your day, and it'll put a smile on your face. So yes, please check that out. If you want to support this podcast, once again, be sure to check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. I'll give you the link, leadsingersyndrome.com slash access. Basically, for as little as $6 a month, that gets you in, it gets you access to an amazing community of other fans of the show, access to them, access to me, bonus episodes, all kinds of bonus content, and of course, merchandise and all that good stuff as well, and it's the reason that I'm able to do this week after week. So yes, check it out again. The link: leadsingersyndrome dot com slash all access. And make sure you're subscribed too. We got some great episodes coming up. I know I say it all the time, but this quarantine business—it's really allowing people to have the time to give me a ring and talk to me, and it's pretty rad for me. So. Great stuff coming up on this podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever you're listening to this on. Well, let's get into it and my conversation with Kaisa. Uh, thanks for doing this.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks
0: for having me. Yeah, of course. And um, man, I, you know, like I was familiar with your story, like, you know, kind of just being Canadian, you know, like following the, the media a little bit. But when I've really dove into it, you know, it's been a crazy last, well, kind of whole time for you, I guess. But yeah, isn't yeah, it just it is. the way the cookie crumbles that you have this horrible accident three years ago and you're finally back and then the world decides to take this hiatus of its own I mean
1: well you you can backtrack back a little when Hideaway <laughs> when Hideaway um blew up so yeah. I mean Hideaway went out it, it got its it really started going viral in January of 2014 yeah in December of 2013 my best friend was diagnosed with leukemia and was yeah. passing away the entire run of Hideaway so Right when I was done my touring, um, she passed away. I took a little break, just started coming back to writing again, and then I ended up in the car crash.
0: Oh, my goodness. So I went
1: through that, yeah, and came back, and now we're in the pandemic. But, you know, I, uh, I've i gotten really good at just accepting life, you know? Right. <laughs> and, being, and just rolling with the punches because... I mean, at first you go through this phase where you're like, why is this happening to me? (laughs) And then one day you're like, oh, this is life. (laughs) Right. This is what happens and you don't you can't control it. And it's, there's things within your control, but then there's most of the things that are not within your control and you have to just sort of go with the changing winds and, you know, adjust your sales accordingly. And
0: yeah. Well, you're working hard. You're working hard. I mean, all these singles you've released, um, you know the the last one, storm with uh, with all that iconic footage. You know, kind of from all over the world. Um, walk me through that video process because obviously that's not something you roll out. You know, that's planned months ago. You know, this is something that's like no, okay, This was really, what, this, what was can really we do? Like,
1: this was really last minute. I mean, yeah, it was put course. together really fast, and it's not even like an official um single so much as it's um right. it's a film project. You know, it's a it's sort of a, it's a call to action at the end of it and it's a yeah. it's a it's a united um call to action yeah it's it's just a bunch of people that came together in a creative way online and it became that which blew my mind because it started with an instagram post that then snowballed um some directors hit me up and wanted to make a video and then we thought of including drone footage reached out to a few drone pilots and it turns out we snowballed and a hundred
0: over a hundred drone pilots at this footage wow. <laughs> of the
1: entire yeah. world. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: I was, I was just know, watching then, it. Like, you know, just, you know, I wasn't, I didn't look into the whole story. I just kind of threw it on at first, you know, after I learned, but I was like, wow, how do they do this? Like, how do they have footage from all these places, you know, at such a critical time. But I noticed where you filmed your part. Cause that's like right outside uh, the sound Academy there. I know that, um, yeah, I know that shot was, very well
1: freezing cold <laughs> it was like we were getting kind of warm days and then chilly days it just so happened that that morning because the wind was actually really bad that week so we were worried about the drone um, oh yeah and we ended up not using a, um, a drone for some of those shots for me because it was just it was pretty crazy um, but it it was a, a slanted dock as well and I ended up having black ice and I almost slid right into the, <laughs> the water oh my goodness oh, man. yeah So I was I- already freezing and it, and then I almost probably died of the
0: hypothermia. <laughs> I know, right? Like, we just can't catch a break with the weather. It's like, you know, if you're gonna make us like if you're gonna make make us go through this, at least give us like give me like 15. I'm not asking for 25. Just give me 15 degrees, you know? Like
2: I know. Yes. We're
0: talking in Celsius <laughs> yeah. for all you Americans. We're talking in Celsius. But um man, that's yeah, very cool video though. I, I really I really loved it. It made me it it made me feel something, you know, like Oh, that's that, so
1: good to hear. Because because that's like, so you know, we're all
0: we're all kind of inside and we're all in our own little worlds, but then obviously you read the news and you realize you know, it's it's a worldwide thing, everyone's going through it. But when you actually see it like that, you know, yeah. that it really does it really flips a, kind of a switch in my mind, you know, that that kind of like everything this is bigger than any of us, you know. Yeah, and, and
1: you know, we're all in our own cities right now in lockdown and it's hard to picture the entire world in lockdown. Like, I don't think this has ever happened before. Yeah. And when you really see this footage, you see all these major landscapes and areas where they're normally packed, you know? Um, yeah. And you're like, whoa, wait, the whole world is going through this. And I think it really puts it into perspective. It did for me because, I mean, I didn't even know what kind of footage we were going to be getting. And then we started looking at this footage and we're just like, wow.
0: <laughs> Insane, I know. It
1: was, it was beautiful and simultaneously eerie.
0: I know. Wow. well. So. If, if you don't mind, um, for the people that don't know about your backstory, it's really quite interesting. Um, can we can we kind of start at the beginning? Do you mind? I mean, I know we don't have super long to talk. Yeah, but
1: I mean that would take you probably.
0: <laughs> I mean, at Thank least you. yes, at least the, but, um, yeah. the bullet points. Uh, but you know, you're from Calgary originally. I know yeah. you kind of got your start as like a you know ballerina, I guess. And then, yeah, the volume, navy, yeah. and then you were in the navy. And then you were in in the navy as a, a sniper uh, of some kind.
1: Uh, I wasn't an official sniper. I okay. had a really good shot, and they called me snipe. And it was a possibility that I could have been a sniper, but right. I just couldn't picture myself shooting people. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that got taken a little out of context. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I was it's... a tall ship sailor before the navy, so I sailed on wooden tall ships and taught sailing as well. And then. Um, I picked up on the tall ships, which is actually important. Um, I picked up songwriting on the tall ships. I would sing people to sleep. I would sing lullabies. And I didn't really see myself as having a music career at that point. I was a really avid sailor, but then people just started loving my songs and were asking me for recordings. And somebody suggested I send it to a music school. Just, I didn't really think twice. I just mailed a CD. I didn't even fill out an application and, I got a phone call. I had sailed from Canada to Hawaii and I was on route to Japan and got a, a letter that I had been accepted into music college and something in my gut said I should go. So I just yeah. left Hawaii and I went to music college and ended up from there getting almost a full scholarship to Berkeley college of music. So I finished a di- diploma program and then switched over to Berkeley and got my degree. And then that's what brought me to the East coast where I would go to New York all the time. And yeah, really hustle the streets of New York. You know, they said, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. So I was like, I got to go to New York. (laughs) Right.
0: How'd that work being Canadian? Like with visas and all that stuff, you know, like this is a music podcast and, and I always wonder about that inside kind of thing.
1: I had a student visa and I could work for a year after the, so I had a student visa. So the time I was a student, I can go back and forth. Right. And then afterwards I could stay in the country for a year afterwards. So I had a bit of, flexibility and then i was able to get myself going as a songwriter and get a publishing deal and that kept me um in the country on a visa and then hideaway came so i never really had a huge problem with that but i almost got i i almost ran out of time on my student visa it was just before hideaway basically and then that kind of saved my life (laughs) or saved saved my uh my u.s experience
0: right. <laughs> my u.s experience which i
1: wasn't ready to
0: give up yet <laughs> no 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 for sure uh well okay so so this you know you, you've mentioned hideaway a couple times and this song has obviously been just a massive success uh great song so catchy that fat ooh ah thing Thank was you. in my head for for like months maybe years Yay. maybe still in my head actually uh <laughs> but the the main talking point everyone talks about is the video and it's it Really is like you know, one of the raddest videos, anyway. But you know, the fact that it's all done in one shot makes it even more special. But from a guy, you know, that's made a lot of music videos myself, what impressed me most, and this is such a like maybe male technical perspective thing, it's not the dancing and all that's amazing, but it was like the fact that you're um, like singing along, like your lip syncing to the video was perfect. And I don't know how you were able to hear yourself.
1: Oh, there was somebody standing next to the cameraman with like a really, a really ghetto, like a ghetto, ghetto blaster.
0: It must've been (laughs) so loud though. Like you're in Brooklyn or wherever you feel, right? I think it was Brooklyn. And it's like, yeah,
1: you know, how did you like,
0: yeah, it's crazy. It
1: wasn't that big. I, yeah, I had to really listen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, you, it's, it's just amazing because I'm like you know I'm always looking for little things like that and and I was like wow but um yeah fan a fan asked um, about that video too actually Josh Lowe says um, uh, how did it how long did it take to get ready for the video so done in one take there must have been hours and hours of prep um, and I guess his follow up <laughs> he says is uh, were there were the passerbyers in the video regular people or were they actors too
1: oh. I mean, I didn't have a budget for actors. <laughs> so, um, literally, the first guy who comes out is my Capoeira martial arts instructor, and right. his wife follows him up, and and then um, I was able to give a little bit of money, but really not nothing. Like that would have been a normal fee to the dancers that were my my friend Luba, who is now my manager, um, her her dance community friends, and
2: awesome. literally
1: the guy that I'm rolling on the wall with. Almost kissing he was, yeah. was an actor friend. He's gay, you know? <laughs> he was just like, I can act straight. I'm an actor. And I was like, okay, then go for it. And he really went for it. So,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> which is awesome. He did such a good job. He so, did. yeah, it was just he friends, did. friends, and friends of friends. And like, it's cool because like one of the dancers from Hideaway ended up on the Miley Cyrus tour. So, he really got a good career from that.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's incredible. The, yeah,
1: the guy in the overalls, Pierce.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he was impressive.
1: Yeah. Did was, you
0: do it a bunch of times? Like how, how? I mean,
1: that's the second take.
0: The second? Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Yeah, I got it
1: on the second take. Plus, the, the, it started raining and our ghetto blaster broke, so we didn't have many <laughs> options.
0: <laughs> wow. No, it's yeah. absolutely incredible. So I mean, that thing becomes a global phenomenon. Obviously, you know, your career just starts to. Uh, build, you know, with all the collaborations you did, uh, you know, songwriting for other people, uh, every, you know, it's it's come to this head and then boom, you're in this horrible accident. Um, just, yeah. just, I don't even know what, what to ask you. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously terrible and, and the recovery process was long. You're just kind of getting back now.
1: It was so much longer than I could have ever imagined. I really... I thought I just had a concussion at first. And so I figured it'd be like a month to three months. Yeah. And so I kind of put that in my mind, like, okay, I'll just take it easy for a month or so. And then I'll work my way back. Um, I couldn't never even imagine it'd be, well, I'm still recovering today, but I mean, two and a half years before I was really to get back, able to get back on my feet and start putting myself out to the world again. and, and and that took me from you know, I went from zero to a hundred with Hideaway and then back to zero again really right. fast. It was like it was the craziest roller coaster ride and I couldn't really process it or figure out what was going on. And I've gone, you know, it was thrust into such an adrenaline rush with everything going on with Hideaway and the touring and all the interviews and the you know, it was just the the stimulation going on around that. And then yes. it was just suddenly I couldn't have any stimulation I was locked in a room alone no light I couldn't even listen to audio tapes you know I it went from literally a thousand to zero and and so that that was almost impossible to process and I wanted to go and stay in, and that you know that's aside from the fact that it was an, an excruciating amount of pain and so I I really struggled and, and was in denial of what was going on for a good six months like I would just try to push myself through all the pain i was going through right. work anyways and I, I would crash or just keep spiraling and it was getting worse and worse i wasn't getting better i was getting worse and finally I just had to give up everything and be like wow okay my full-time job is healing now and yeah I have to let go of my music career and you know not have expectations of coming back i just have to focus on healing and and that's well, what I really did start yeah. healing.
0: Yeah. Oh, must've been, it's so difficult too though, when it's obviously you're in, like you're in pain, like physical pain, but then emotionally yeah. it's taking such a toll. But then because it's, you know, obviously it's your head, right? I mean, you, you can't, you
1: can't, think, yeah. you can't it, think
0: clearly, right? So it's, so, no, then
1: that's the thing is, you know, you, uh, people ask me like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? You know? And I, I have to tell them like, my brain was the, injured part of my body. And yeah. that means that my thinking was affected. My emotions were affected. I couldn't feel my emotions clearly for a while. I could only feel them as a charge. So it was like, I feel 20 Watts or I feel 50 Watts, but I couldn't tell if I was angry or happy. Wow. I could just feel the charge of the emotion. And I, it changed my whole perspective on emotion to this day. I literally like think of emotions as a charge now. And I, and it's literally made me realize that you can actually be traumatized by a positive emotion <laughs> and and i and it got me really down a rabbit hole of learning about um rehabilitation post-traumatic stress and things like that because i dealt with that a lot but i also realized because of that weird disconnection that happened for a short time that um things like post-traumatic stress can be actually triggered by a positive emotion if it hits the same voltage as where the negative emotion the negative trauma went in and so mm. you have to actually yeah, so I mean, I went. That's a long rabbit hole, and I went really deep into. I have tons of ideas that I wanted to research and develop, and I got into a whole neuroscience community. Right? Yeah. Well, lots I mean, happen with
0: your. I mean, with your stature, you know. I mean, you being a famous person, it's, it's maybe something that you know you could really do some good. You know, I mean, this is something like. I, I mean, for lack of a, I don't know. I'm searching for my words, but like people get hit in the head all the time. You know, and like people don't always know what's going on. And the more people learn about what they're feeling, what they're going through, what they should do, um, the better, because this is not, you're not going to be the last person to get hit in the head or, you know, get in an accident. And, and it really is like awesome that you're actually looking into it, not being like, oh, I'm better back to being a pop star, you know, um, I mean, this this will, this will define you. That's, that's the, uh, I guess that's kind of a sad part, but it's true.
1: Yeah. I still deal with it every day. Um, and it's progressively getting better, but I still have things that I deal with every day, but at the same time, there's a lot of silver linings. I grew, I grew so much and I was put in a position to grow really fast. And I really, I think seized that opportunity. Um, and I do want to help a lot of people. There's tons of people who get hit in the head all the time and have suffer from brain injuries and, you know, don't maybe have, as many connections as I do and aren't able to gather as much information from people. I was really lucky. I mean, prior to the crash to be, I was a science nerd and uh, (laughs) I have a lot of connections in that community. And so a lot of those people were the ones who helped me, but the average person doesn't necessarily have those connections, you know? So I would love to really bring some information to people about head injuries down the road. Yeah, Definitely give back. I mean, my, my life is all about giving back now especially now that I I'm aware of my mortality, my own mortality or more. Uh, yeah. Right. just Aware of the fact that I, I, I will die one day and it could happen any day. Uh, I really take my time seriously and I value it and I want to fill it up with great things and use it for good. So my whole music career coming back is about using my music to do good in the world
0: and I, just I bring
1: joy to people's lives. You know, I this next it. album coming up, which I'd love to talk about about too and it's really really positive
0: yes well the new album crave yes it's it's, well it's supposed to be coming out in june i don't know if that's still a thing i mean every everything is a little up in the air right but
1: things are up in the air i have to tell you like we're (laughs) we're trying to stick to the schedule but you know so many things keep coming up and we couldn't even have planned for storm to come out and like literally i just put out crave and then i was like well we had to put out storm we have to put it out now we can't put it out like later (laughs) it needs to go out now because the world needs this
0: Right. No, I so mean, there's been like a bunch of singles. Of and, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's I, I not normally
1: off. how you. Oh no! Right. Uh, yeah, that's not normally how you plan um, a single release. You wouldn't just put them right on top of each other. But I, I, you know, I'm going with my heart right now. It's all it's all heart energy, and I knew that the world needed that. And crave, of course, we're in this pandemic, and I have to make a music video, and we had shot part of the music video in New York, and then I came back to Toronto, and we got the borders got shut down. So yeah. We're making a music video out of like the the one scene that we had, and <laughs> and we've just sort of been working with that, you know. Right, I know. And it's actually coming together really cool. It's a it's it's a really cool dance story that I tell through movement. But you know, um it took longer now because of the, the limitations that we had. And so it's been nice in, in between the song coming out storm came out and then we can, we're going to be able to come back to crave and release a video. I, I'm actually really excited about it. It's awesome. It, it, it's, it's, me again, dancing alone. And there's been a lot of these videos, but it's now becoming a bit of a theme and yeah. I'm sort of telling stories through my own movement, which is interesting. And I, I didn't even realize this was necessarily going on, but it's starting to unravel on its own. And, yeah. um, yeah. And Crave was one of my favorite songs that I've done. I just love, I love the energy of it and I love the way the guitar comes in right off the top and just hits you in the face.
0: Yeah. I think it's definitely my favorite of the new ones. I also thought uh, all of the feelings was a great tune as well. Um, Thank and you. That's that that song's one, been doing very well. I've seen, seeing uh, it's numbers kind of creeping up. It's uh,
1: yeah. It's getting so much support from Canada. Yeah. I love Canada. Yeah. They're just pushing it and they're <laughs> repping it and that one was done by, uh, with a producer in Canada, in Toronto. And it's actually a fairly new song. I, I did it this year and oh, it, wow. we just loved it. And it was just like, wow, I'd love to lead with this song because it's so positive, you know? Isn't that and, cool?
0: How, how music you can just do a song and then just kind of put it out like a week later or whatever. Like it's, I mean, I mean, I'm, yeah,
1: I mean, I, you can put it out a week later, but if you want to like <laughs> put it out as a single, you need at least like. A month. <laughs> well, uh,
0: okay, a month. I mean, I was being yeah. yes, I was being a little bit um, over the top, but with but my. No, point, but no, you can.
1: Like the thing is, is storm came that way. We did it, and we put it out a week later.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just it's Actually, just wild no. because
1: we, Go we ahead. had the production done. We had well, Chris Malincheck checked the the piano on the official video version, and he did that maybe like two or three days before. So
0: I know not even it's a week. Crazy. It's crazy. No, because you know a part of me you know, I love the album format, you know, I love like, you know, cause I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in my late thirties. So I grew up with like CDs and my allowance and I'd go to the store and I'd get the CD and I couldn't even listen to it until I got home. And I'd read the liner notes and like, I'm sure it was the same way for you. And now that's kind of gone. <laughs> you know, it's y- when an album comes out, it's a bit of an afterthought. You've probably heard half the songs at least. Yeah.
1: The way that we, I guess, receive like the packaging and the whole product yeah. and I guess the product was the, the art, the message the writing. Yes. But it, I guess it didn't change what music does for us. Exactly. It, it gets us through hard times. You know, it, it helps us understand ourselves and tap into our own emotions. And
0: exactly. Well, often that's, musicians.
1: That's... Yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, it hasn't changed. And I've been looking at my albums because I love albums. I love, I love the idea of somebody listening to my whole album, which most people just listen to singles nowadays. Right. But I started thinking of it differently because I know that I go to streaming with a certain mood in mind. And so I'm like, I'm feeling up and positive. I want to like clean my house. So I turn on <laughs> my like cleaning playlist. So playlists <laughs> are definitely like the new kind of albums in a sense. Right. Yeah. So when I was configuring my current album, I put it together like a whole mood. With a little bit of a dip, you know, your moods can shift a little but, sure. um but it's pretty much for the most part, just a really high energy, positive emotion. And then following that, I have a, a, an album coming with a completely different emotion and mood. So I, being an eclectic artist and an evolving artist and somebody who has a lot of sides to me, and yeah. I know it can be confusing for people at times because I come at them sideways a lot, but... I figured as long as I give them something cohesive and that they can sort of just dive into and get carried away in a feeling with that, I feel like that will be, I feel like that's going to (laughs) work. I don't know if it's going to work, but we'll find out. (laughs) I have a whole other album written that's following this one. That's a totally different mood.
0: (laughs) So when you were, when you were, um, you know, recovering and, you know, I know I read someone from the Toronto star wrote that you spent six months in a dark room um yeah. What were you what were you able to I mean obviously you can think kind of but can you yeah, were you it's able not like to write brain... were you able to write at all were you able to work on music was that stuff Not at
1: first.
0: Okay not not at all.
1: Yeah, not not at first. That it took me time to get back to that because um it would make my head swell up and get inflamed just right. by constructing constructing new ideas really. Yeah. So that took me time to get back to um and that was really tough because that was my whole life. I write every single day of life. I mean, my life as I knew it was over in a flash. Yeah, yeah. And then I I'm definitely coming back to sides of myself from before. And I'm obviously the same human being, but I definitely have changed. Um, my manager Luba, who wasn't my manager at the time, I didn't tell a lot of people about this crash, so I didn't mention how bad it was. Like I told her I was in a crash. I did not tell her how bad it was and I was just sort of gone and I don't think anyone knew what was going on. But when I finally told her what happened, um, I mean, she was shocked. But then when she finally talked, spoke with me and saw me again, I remember her being like, like, wow, you, you definitely changed. (laughs) Right. Um, She seemed to think in a good way. So that was, that was uplifting. Cause I struggled. I actually, went through a phase where I couldn't um, I didn't have a direct connection with my tone of voice. So I couldn't control how my emotions came across that whole phase where I couldn't um, necessarily process emotion properly. I also couldn't control it in my tone of voice. So people would often think I was mad when I was actually really happy.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's really, that's that's messed up. Yeah.
1: It was the weirdest thing, but I was not aware of this and i was just aware of people's re- responses to me being not accurate like why why do they i couldn't figure out why they thought i was mad when i was happy and was excited and was trying to tell something excitedly but my brain just had a disconnect and i couldn't i literally couldn't get my emotions across because it, it couldn't put them together it was the weirdest time and i've i really really broke down at that time because i just didn't know I got afraid to talk to people and I really went into isolation. So isolation for me is not new. I've been doing it for
0: three years. You know, yeah, Yeah, you're an expert. Everyone should be coming to you you for advice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, this is not a new normal. Trust me. (laughs) This is just back to the same old. (laughs) Oh oh
0: my goodness. Well, I mean, being alone
1: in a house. Yeah. I'm like, "Eh, I've done that before.
0: (laughs) I mean, the the rehab, like the physical aspect of obviously just being able to, I mean, walk again, uh, run again, dance again is obviously a whole thing. But what about singing? I mean, if, if you weren't singing for a long time, did it take you a while to kind of get your the mechanics of your voice back?
1: Uh, I could sing, actually. I didn't, like, lose any of my ability to sing. But everything to do with words and putting words together and creating new ideas hurt. So writing mm. was really hard. Yeah, um, And listening to sound heard at first, thankfully the sound thing came back really quickly. Um, light remained sensitive. It's still, am sensitive to light, but I don't know what I would have done if I couldn't <laughs> play music, yeah, you know, wow. for, that's my life. <laughs> so I was just like, for a while I was like, oh no, my, like my life is literally over what I'm gonna do. But thankfully I was able to pretty quickly come back to listening to music again sing and hum things, anything that was autopilot in my mind, and it just built into my long-term memory like songs that from my past, I, I could hum and sing.
2: Right.
1: Um, I, I remember realizing that I could paint as long as I wasn't copying something. So as long as I was freehand painting, not thinking about it, just flowing, I could paint. So I did a bit of painting. Oh, well,
0: that's great. And
1: that, great. that really helped. Yeah.
0: Wow. So, wow. So, I mean, moving forward, I guess, you know, I'll give people date, the date for context. It's April 28th today. Uh, and, you know, nobody knows really what's going to happen. But, I mean, uh, what is your plan, hopefully, for when things open back up? I mean, are you going to be going back on tour? Is that going to be limited at all? Or are you going to kind of just go well, full on?
1: We just don't know what the touring situation looks like. right? So, we're just taking – that is a one-day-at-a-time thing. and yeah. I'm definitely equipping myself for – for all possibilities and it's looking <laughs> like touring might not be back for a while. Plus it's hard to know if people will want to get into a room together, even if touring does come back.
0: Right. I know. Just
1: because of the fear that's built into us now. I mean, people are just afraid to go near each other <laughs> right now. So I just can't imagine people just cramming themselves into a room. Suddenly, no, I know. And I, I don't know I, if I, that I would know. be responsible. So I, I'm trying to think of like what's responsible for me as an artist and what what do I think my, my fan base will do? So, um, yeah, we, we really don't know touring at this point. What I can tell you is I have tons of music and I'm not going to stop putting out music. And that's going to consistently keep rolling. And, and I'm actually just so excited about the music coming. No, this album is sounding amazing. I'm, yeah. And I mean, Crave and All the Feelings are two songs that I'm just very excited about being out in the world. And these have just begun their journey so um i mean crave hasn't even really had its moment yet because of storm coming through like a giant storm but but we're coming back to that soon i mean there's gonna be really fun stuff and i love that you know i love limitations i have to say they definitely knock me off balance like i think they do everyone else but it forces you know forces forces us to find new footing and to maybe change our perspective a little bit. And it's doing that for me. I'm acquiring new skills. I'm in my house, learning to do production, learning to record more. And I'm honestly very, very creative right now. So that is a good silver lining. And I'm getting involved in global action. And that's something I always wanted to do with my life. And now I have this opportunity to do that through team storm, which is the organization that I created this collective of, badass people that are just wanting to help and coming awesome. together. I love yeah. it so
0: much. I mean, yeah, if anybody could adapt to this scenario right now, it's you. And congratulations <laughs> on all the, all the new music Thank that's you. coming out, uh, the storm video. Thank you. And, and of course, like, you know, the bright future that you have kind of getting back on your feet. And I, I'm so happy that you took the time to talk to me and tell everyone your story. And I hope people go and listen to all your new tunes. Cause there's so many and they're so good.
1: Thank you. Well, I can, I can vouch that there are so many of this. There's, yes. there's more coming than you've ever could ever imagine. So,
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's going to be a bit, I was gone for a while, but now I'm going to be, it's going to be a waterfall. So
0: yeah,
1: I'm excited about that. Yeah. I'm just excited that I have so much to bring to people because I did write, you know, when I started healing again, I wrote a lot of music because I had nothing else to do so that is uh that is the future there's consistency with music coming
0: i love it my fans
1: never have to worry again (laughs) well i I mean i obviously can't predict the future but
0: (laughs) no well yeah no one knows what's going to happen but hopefully you know you're 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 back collaborating with other people and playing shows and you know we're doing all those things that we dream of you know as musicians
1: yeah and I'm, i'm getting my live streams a little more advanced now i'm talking with people about instead of just in just to an iPad camera. I'm actually getting a whole rig put together in my house. So they'll sound better. sound nice. like literally like my shows would live. So wow. yeah, that's all coming.
0: Cool. Great. Great. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, that's something people can look, uh, look for uh, live streams from Kaiser and also um, anything else to tell the people before I uh, let you go.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people need to hear right now because because I think this is just such a new time and there's so many changes we're going through. And I really noticed a lot of people are going through a lot of ups and downs and a lot of people are in a real down spiral right now, just not knowing what to do, feeling mm-hmm. so confused, and just dealing with all the emotions of all this change. And I had to go through a lot of that in my recovery. And I had a, even a week during this isolation where I, I sort of – snap back into that, that rut. And I just want people to know that it's really okay to go through that and to just kind of hang in there and get through it. You have to think of it like a pendulum. Um, Right. Whenever you change, you have to find a new equilibrium. And so you have to kind of swing back and forth a little bit and just allow yourself to equalize and find that new center point, that new ground zero and you have to go back and forth. It's totally part of the process. It's totally normal. And, and you'll have productive days and you'll have completely unmotivated, unproductive days and, and just be okay with that. And like, don't get hard on yourself. Don't attack yourself. And when you feel like that, just do nothing. Just check out if you can, obviously not everyone can do that all the time, but, but yeah, just, I always want people to know, like, it's okay. (laughs)
0: to I go through that. all of this. Well, I love that. Yeah. And and from someone like you that has gone through, you know, not obviously not this, no one has, but something even worse. Uh, and you've, you know, come out the other side. It's that's uh, those words uh, carry a lot of weight. So thank you for that, Kaiza. And, and thanks for all your time. And uh, I'm going to leave the people you. with your song Crave. Oh, thank you. I'm so hey.
1: happy you're playing that one. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. I'm lead singer syndrome. Thank you.
0: Kaiza, she is just killing it right now, man. Like, you know, you go over and you just kind of click on a few songs and oh, wow, she's got all these new songs. They are all so good, so awesome. And her new record, I think it's coming out. So make sure you check it out as well. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in. Stay safe out there. And feel free... To hit me up if you want to have a conversation or anything else, again, my email address is Syndrome at gmail.com or hit me up on social media. I want to take this opportunity to thank some of the members of the All Access Club for their incredible, incredible support, whether it's just been over the last few months or the three-plus years we've been doing it. Thank you so much, so, so, so very much, for your support. Thank you to Adam Hickok, Ashley Kamar, Brandon Potter, Melissa Gilroy, Nathan Riley, Neil Anglin, Rayner Ho, Alyssa Lowe, Anthony Paplosky, Anton Apelrose, Eric Layton, Austin Amos, Brandon Drescher, Brandon Ray, Carolyn Kerouac, I got that name right, Chaz Johnson, Christina Bravo, Cole Fenn, Connor Larson, Connor Lynch, Derek James, Andre Nielsen, Drew McDonald, Ethan Thompson, Fernando Parada, Feek Kazmat, Ford Wesson, Francisco Perez, Gabby Marshall, George, I never know your last name. You know who you are, George. Ian Scott, Jesper Franson, Josh Lowe, Julie Papelka, Justin Pickering. Kyle Simpkins, Mary Helene Cousin, Markham Ray King, Martin Jacobson, Matt Miller, Matthew Lauterbach, Megan Marr, Michelle Tu, Mike Roberts, Nicholas Loveland, Philip Fradkin, Rahel Schauler, Rebecca Ferraro, Rigel Saint Pierre, Roy Stino, Scott Posadellion, Sean Grusso, Shelby Roberts, Steven Dietrich, Tanya Kupchevsky, Vin Wynn, Wayne Jennings, and Zach Weisenberger. Thank you all so, so, so very much. And you know what? What the hell? We got a little bit of extra time. Why not play the jam? I got to get it stuck in your heads once again. Here is Hideaway by Kaiza on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love see you next time.
2: Taking me higher than I've ever been before. I'm holding it back, just want to shout out, give me more. You're just a hideaway, you just feeling. Don't let my heart escape beyond the meaning. Don't even act, can find a way to stop the storm. Oh, baby, it's out of my control what's going on, but you're just a chance I take to keep on dreaming. You're just another day that keeps me breathing, baby.